I'm going to try something tonight. Bet I don't have too many country fans out there. Damn, I used to love this view. Sit here and drink a few. Main Street in the high school. Lit up on Friday oh, 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 night. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this. Like I said, I bet I don't have too many country fans out there. And I get that. That makes sense. Let me tell you something. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm a guy from Long Island, New York. And I could be honest with you and tell you that if country music was played growing up, like when I was growing up, if one of us put country music on in the car, it was like a joke. There was a country station I do remember that was, you know, growing up. And, you know, they had that Randy Travis stuff you'd always hear and, you know. I don't even think we were up really with Garth Brooks or anything like that, but you had Kenny Rogers, you had Randy Travis, some Willie Nelson, some uh, George Strait, I guess, stuff like that. I wouldn't even have been able to tell you the names of these guys back when I was coming up. You know what I mean? You know, you hear how I talk. If you think my accent is even bad right now, you have to hear the people that I grew up with or and when, my, when I did live there in Long Island for a while growing up, well, not for a while, for the entire time I was growing up, the accent was way worse. I've traveled a little bit, so it's kind of left a little bit. You know, a lot of you probably saying, no, it hasn't. But yeah, it has. If you heard some of my friends talk and you heard some other people from New York talk, you would uh, hear the difference in how deeper their accent is. But anyway, I tell you that to tell you this. You know, I know a lot of people are A, what is it? ABC people. And that is a acronym for anything but country and i'm gonna tell you right now that was absolutely me forever you couldn't get me to listen to country music and then when i started traveling a little bit and i'm not gonna lie to you you know the pockets helped it out when i went to west palm beach my first night ever going to this gets a little off cruise i'm gonna get into some cruising stuff but this is a cruise flash so we're gonna be all over the map a little bit and maybe this is an interlude to a little bit of uh what i'm gonna talk to you about with my next project that we're doing but when i was uh how old was I? About 23, I decided I was going to move to West Palm Beach. And you know what? I didn't really have a lot going on there. I just knew that I lived in a neighborhood in New York, Long Island, just outside of Queens, where people tended to not ever leave. And uh, I just always had it in me that I wanted to go somewhere. I had, I didn't care if it was California. I didn't care if it was the Caribbean. I don't care. I just wanted to leave experience something different now my friends family everybody was meant everything growing up to me and i just you know they meant the world to me but at the same time i knew i wanted to go so i was working you know there's a whole story leading up to this there was a breakup there was a bunch of stuff going on and i was in college also working part-time at a shoe store a sneaker store called just for feet and uh, it was like almost like a superstore of Foot Locker, like a mega Foot Locker. It's, I think they're out of business now, but they had one time they were like killing it. So I was a manager there. I just went up to, I guess, an assistant manager, but they called us managers there. And I went into the book to see where I could possibly get a job. And just one day I was having a bad day with the girlfriend. And actually, she wasn't my girlfriend anymore. It was during the uh, initial stages of the breakup. So I look in the book and I see all these places and it's see Florida. Let's check out Florida. I see uh, West Palm Beach, Okeechobee Boulevard. And that's what I saw. So I got on the phone and I called it. Literally, I'm in Long Island at a shoe store, supposed to be working. I just, I'm just going through the log of what other stores there are. Call them up. They say, uh, I, I called them up and some guy answered and he sounds out of breath. He's like, <sighs> Huh, what can I do? Thank you for all just for you. What can I do for you? I'm like, hey, are you guys looking for assistant managers? 
The guy just stopped. He goes, you're kidding, right? Are you kidding? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm asking seriously. He's like, if you're an assistant manager, I can put you to work today. I need assistant managers so bad. The store is very busy. I can't keep up. I could really use you. I was like, all right, I'll call you back. Kind of planted a seed in my head. I was like, you know what? Let's go down there. So on a whim, I just decided I was going to move everything and everybody I know away from everybody I know and go to West Palm Beach. So that's exactly what I did. And, uh, you know, I got to say it was really, really freaky. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because, like I said, I don't know if you guys are from small towns, but if you're from a small town, small neighborhood, tight knit neighborhood, you know, you know, the parents are friends with the the parents who are your, your friend's parents we're all friends and their grandparents were friends and they all went to school together. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to use the word incestual, but it's like a little bit of that type of feel. So it was very, very difficult. I was kind of just told myself, you could always come back. You could always come back. So with that, I was on my way and believe it or not, I was on a plane. One of my few plane rides. I got, I took a plane, chipped my, uh, no, I didn't. I actually didn't have a vehicle for the first, uh, little while. So I took a plane down there and uh, went to work just for feet. And, uh, you know, it was it was very busy and it was crazy. And then my friend told me, you know, I have a friend down there who runs a bar. And, uh, you know, he he uh, he works for this company. They have multiple bars and restaurants throughout the country. And this is 1998, I believe. So I'm like 23 years old. So they um, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be a bartender. So I go to the bar. They say, oh, you know so-and-so? Yeah, we know she's cool. I don't really know her that well, but she's cool. We don't have any spots for bartenders right now. If you want to be a security guard, you can be a security guard. I'm like, holy crap. All right, well, that's a big difference. What's the pay? $8 on the books. <laughs> can you imagine? $8 an hour on the books. It was one of those labors of love because you know what? The pocket tree was right. And you know what? You're not locked down behind the bar. You, it was a great way to meet a lot of people. So I'm doing full-time shoe sales during the day. And at night, I'm doing security for $8 an hour. The first night I'm working, I uh, and this this is going back to why how I got into country music, and I'll try to speed this up. So I, I go back to, uh, you know, I, I'm going to work and I'm standing there, a couple, a couple of little fights, no big deal. I was like a wannabe meathead at home too, when I was home too, so it was no big deal to get into a little action here and there. So the end of the night, I guess we all did good. Everybody was happy with me. It seemed like I was going to fit into the crew or whatever. It was going to be fine. So the main head of security guy goes, and it's like four in the morning now. All right, we all head out to the rope swing now if you want to come. So... uh I had by that time, you know, there was a little bit of a lag between when I moved to Florida and actually started with the security. So I went to this place called Beach Cars, got myself a 1985 Cadillac Eldorado. <laughs> I'm driving that around West Palm Beach in 1998. So I got a car, got a place to live, got a couple of jobs. Things are okay. I'm young, feeling good. You know, everything's good in life. Living on my own for the first time. So this guy says, uh, we all go down to the rope swing. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'll go down to the rope swing. I have no idea what the rope swing is, but let's do it. So whatever it is, is we, we after work, everybody has a couple of drinks. You know, judge me if you want. We have a couple of drinks. Florida is a culture where, you know what, it ain't, uh, eh, unfortunately, people kind of tend to, you know, have a couple, you know, ideally, we know nobody gets out of control. We're not drunk, but a couple of drinks. And then we head out to the rope swing. 
and we're going to hang out for the rest of the night. So we're driving down Okeechobee Boulevard because uh, that's the, like the main strip over there. And then we it turns from a little bit more of a, I guess, suburban area to a little bit more foresty and completely out to dead country. And now, I mean, I'm surrounded by pickup trucks and I'm in a white, spoked rimmed New York, I mean, Cadillac Eldorado. I bought it in Florida, but this looks like a New York car. So I'm driving. We drive into the woods. We're going over these dirt trails or whatever, and the Eldorado gets stuck. So this is my first night, whatever. Everybody stops. Getting stuck, I was like, oh, I'm screwed. You know what? The car's done. I'm going to have to leave it here. I'm going to have to call a cab. I'm, I'm in trouble. No, it's not like that. They were basically fighting over who gets to try out their new trailer hitch and pull me out of the dirt. So I was out of there in 10 minutes. They just all have a hook. It was like 10 people that had trucks that could have pulled me out, and we did. I was out of there in a second onto the rope swing. We uh, drive through the forest on this dirt road, hit this clearing where there's a lake, and sure enough, there's a rope swing. There's no rope on the road. There's no, uh, I shouldn't say that. There was no rope swing. But that's where we go because I guess a couple of years ago, that's where the spot was for the rope swing. So the name stuck. So we, they just so they build a campfire and they start busting out their cowboy hats. Uh, one guy busts out his acoustic guitar. There's girls there. Some of the girls that work there. Some of the girls that I met that night. Some were patrons. Some were staff. There was probably about 14, 15 people chilling out at this basically lakefront what they called rope swing in the forest stars were bright the freaking fire was going uh and then somebody grabs a guitar and starts strumming some kenny chesney or garth brooks and i'm like oh geez they're looking at me too they're like laughing because it it is completely obvious that i have never experienced anything like this in my life you know in the queens long island area one of them just goes, what's the matter, Tommy? Not enough smog for you? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever you want to say. So there was a girl there, and uh, we're just, I'm just hanging in there. I'm hanging out, trying to act like I'm not just completely culture-shocked. All I just kept thinking was, if my friends could see me right now. And then the guy's playing into like a romantic slow song and people are into it. And all of a sudden this girl next to me who I had been talking to throughout the night didn't necessarily think it was uh, it was live or whatever, but she kind of just put her head on my shoulder. And I'm like, wow. And I felt something when she put her head on my shoulder. I was like, you know, so many ways it was exactly what I needed because I needed to get out of that little town. I needed to get away from, you know, if you have a breakup in a, in a, in a, in a town that's small like that. You can't get away from this girl. She's going to date somebody you know, probably. It's going to drive you nuts. So you get out of there. So therapeutic-wise, it was just the best thing that I possibly could need. But at the same time, it was just like, it definitely changed me. It just changed me completely because I had never been exposed to anything like that. So we exchanged numbers, me and the girl. And uh, we just kind of stayed in touch. And she, next time I was at work, she was like talking to me about country music. And I was like, hell no, get that crap away from me. Get that out of my life. I'm not, I have no interest in country music. And uh, she was like, I'm just going to make you a CD. And she made me a CD. And I didn't probably, it probably spent a month and a half collecting dust. Then I got promoted to manager. By the way, the bar that I worked for that day is the same owner that I work for today. We had a break or two here and there, as you know, but we had a break or two. But for the most part, we're talking about 20 years with this same company. Man, 
you guys all can probably relate. Time flies. I can't believe it seems like yesterday. But either way, so I got I'm now I'm a manager. So manager is just another word for you have to do more work. Uh, so I'm running around the bar doing this, doing that. They say, all right, go do inventory. I go downstairs to do inventory because the bar was downstairs. The offices were upstairs. Now, that bar is a very dreary place. It's like a lot of wood. It's the middle of South Florida. I'm a 1,000 miles from home, and I know how to operate the DJ equipment. So I was like, you know what? Let me put on this freaking CD. So I put it on. There's nobody in the bar. I'm counting the liquor, and it's about 12 country songs one after the other and clearly it was 90s country because it was the 90s but it was a little bit when country was starting to get a little bit more would you use the word i it's cheesy to use this word but you'd say maybe hip so it had a little bit of the more upbeat kenny chesney on it it had that uh maybe some keith urban on it did it have keith urban did it go? no kenny chesney there was some garth on there uh i think some uh martina mcbride some faith hill some Tim McGraw, the Tim McGraw was on there. So I was like, all right, you know, didn't really take right away, but it started to take. And then just throughout my living in Florida, living in other places, this and that. Now, I guess I'm just kind of speeding along. Uh, I started to, it started to take country music, started to take a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, Kenny Chesney was my guy for a while because he just, I went to a couple of his concerts and he took that energy to another level. If you ever had a chance to go to a Kenny Chesney concert, it's like nothing. And then his music is just really, really good too from the from the heart, from the soul. And, uh, you know, a lot of people give him a hard time because, you know, they say he used to be a real redneck country boy, but then he kind of went and saw that he could make some money off uh, the Jimmy Buffett style, a little bit more tropical, a little bit more salt water country, if you will. And his hardcore fans gave him a little bit of a hard time for that. Me, personally, I don't give a crap what you think. I loved it. But then, came to New York, kid named Hal, and I'm managing in New York, kid named Hal starts um, you know, working with us. And he knows that I'm from New York, but he sees I got a little bit of a taste for the country music. Now I go back, and I'm back in New York. All my friends are like, what did you do? Where did you go? Where did we lose you with this country music thing? And I'm like, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm hooked. It's like you listen to the same crap over and over. How much EDM can you listen to? Hip-hop? I mean, hip-hop's for me, for an older guy, it's done. It was my life back then. I loved it back in the mid-90s, but it's not the same anymore. So you're hearing the same stuff over and over again. Rock and roll is kind of dead or dying so it's like what do you listen to so i feel like country recently has stepped up and is kind of like taking the place as the new rock and roll in a lot of ways not in all ways but in a lot of ways not to everybody but to some people and i know a lot of you are listening to this wondering why the hell am i listening to this guy just go on and on about country music well because this kid hal i was going to take a bus to pittsburgh because you know that's what i did i managed a couple of places in pittsburgh for a while so i was going back to pittsburgh this kid Hal texts me at 8 in the morning because I knew I was going. He's like, hey, you got a bus ride coming up, don't you? It's about five, six hours. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you listen to Caught in the Act by Eric Church, and it'll make you feel every emotion a man can feel. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a freaking endorsement right there. So I was like, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to freaking, I got nothing else to do. I'm going to put this freaking album on, see what it is. Now, that album, I started putting it on, and I'll tell you this, there was something to this guy, and this is what I'm culminating with this story for, because it's 
two words, Eric Church. Uh, there was something to this guy I could tell just from listening to this live show through the headphones. I could tell there was an energy about this guy in this album, Caught in the Act Alive, that wasn't the average thing. He was like a country singer, but and he's make no mistake about it, he's country, but he's got a rock edge to him. And he's also got, you know, he writes his stuff and he's got a soul in him and just the music that he sings and, and what he brings to the table. He, I got his entire catalog by now and it doesn't happen overnight. You don't hear him immediately and you're like, holy crap, this guy, because that was more like Kenny. Kenny right away was like, boom, this is just sweet for the soul right away. Eric Church, you had to acquire it a little bit more. You had to dive into it a little bit more. You had to see him live is, is something you had to do too, but once you do that, but not even, even before I saw him live, I, he was uh, he was probably neck and neck with Kenny Chesney for me. When I saw him live, it was just over the top. But when I just started listening to him, listening to the words in his songs, and just listening to what he brings to the table, I just freaking became an obsessed super fan of Eric Church. So since then, I've seen him all over the place. I've seen him here. Um, I've seen him in uh, Florida. I've seen him in Tampa. I've seen him in Philadelphia. I've seen him in Miami. Uh, I saw him at Tortuga. He's just a beast. He's the best that ever did it. And uh, you know, he actually became friends with Kenny Chesney. They did a couple. They went on tour together and they did a song together. So that was like the perfect storm. It was awesome. But you know, I, long story short, point of the story is: if you don't like country music, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to get, and I'll give you a couple songs if you don't have them off the top of your head, if you don't know, if you don't know which ones to listen to, because there are, you know, some of the album hits, but there's a lot of album hits that he has, but then there's deep cuts that are just as good. Hold on, we got a siren. Bet Eric Church didn't hear a lot of that growing up in North Carolina, but, um, yeah, so no reason to pull over. That is background noise, but I'm just going to play this one song for you right now, and it just kind of where he comes from and what he does and what and, and the point of view he comes from and this is about him basically it's about his his small town and he's i guess he's uh seeing his girlfriend for the first time in a while they had they're not together anymore but you know she's like oh i gotta get out of this dump this shithole town he's like screw you because you know what this is the town that made us and you know what you could hate it all you want you could say you want to leave and you want to go this place or that place but uh you know you are not gonna convince me that my hometown isn't a very special place. So I'm just going to play an Eric Church song. I hope you guys don't mind. If you feel like it, hit the fast forward button. But you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I'm turning you on to something that you uh, otherwise wouldn't have listened to. Just like it happened to me. Here we go. I used to love this view Sit here and drink a few Main Street in the high school Lit up on Friday night Down there it's another touchdown Man, this year's team is stout I can hear them going crazy And up here so am I Thinking about you sitting there saying I hate this, I hate it If you couldn't stand living here Why'd you take it, take it, get me This is my hometown All the colors of my youth The 
red, the green, the hope, the truth are beating me black and blue Cause you're in every scene My friends try to cheer me up I get together at the pizza hut I didn't have the heart to tell That was our place These sleepy streetlights on every sidewalk Side street Shed a light on everything that used to be Come on But my point is, is that that's one song. And I don't know why I picked that one, because that's one out of a catalog of hundreds that, I mean, at least three quarters of them are come on. I could put them on anywhere and they do it for me. So that's Eric Church. He's an angry guy. He's an emotional guy. He's a soulful guy for country music. And, uh, you know, he writes his, his own songs and, you know. I think there were other ones like Jesus does is a good one. Uh, Drink in my hand is another good one. Springsteen is uh, definitely a huge hit of his. That you, that's if you probably heard one of them. That's probably the one you did hear. Oh, he's got a newer, newish one uh, like a wrecking ball or wrecking ball, uh, something like that. But again, check out some YouTube videos. If you like what you just heard, definitely dive a little bit deeper into the whole Eric church thing. And uh, I think, uh, you probably probably end up liking it. All right, so that's it. That's the Country Music Weekly portion of the show. This is a cruise flash, and uh, we'll get into some stuff, some more stuff that's non-cruising, some stuff that is cruising. But uh, I wanted to share something with you guys as well. While we're talking about, you know, things that, you know, we're opening up our hearts here a little bit, I do want to share something with you guys that, um, you know, right now I haven't talked much about, and I'm not that proud of. Uh, I don't like to tell a lot of people this, and... I don't often like to share things that, you know, I shouldn't share on the podcast very often, personal things. But at this point, I am going to share something with you guys. And I'm, and I'm hoping that you guys will kind of embrace this and not necessarily judge me that much. All right. I'm just going to come out and say it. right now. I, uh, I am not booked. And, uh. I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I feel bad about it. I know my mantra is always be booked. You're supposed to be booked all the time. Why am I not booked? Probably why the same reason I put on 25 pounds. Uh, I'm just, I sit here and, and I have to be honest with you. I can't fake it with you guys. You guys are my audience. I sit here and I'm not booked. And uh, I, I got to do something about that. And I'll be honest with you. It feels, it feels good. It feels good to come out and just say it. 
You know, it feels good to say it out loud that I, that I'm not booked. And uh, it's when you hit rock bottom like that is it's when you could start the turnaround. You could start the healing, and I can do what I got to do to make sure that you know sometime in the next couple of days that I get booked. And I got to be honest with you, it's with your help because I'm going to get into some of the Facebook responses. You guys have stepped up with the Facebook and in the Facebook Cruisers Lounge. Always be booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. Appreciate you guys checking that out uh, and joining that. And if you haven't joined it, please do so because I want to get you in there. So we're going to get booked. Here's one thing that I got to say to you guys. And uh, no, don't take it personally because however you enjoy the show, the fact that you do enjoy the show means a lot to me. And what I am seeing, some back-to-back people, some... You know, and it's not the only the couple of people that you think I'm hearing stuff from people that you guys, you know, sometimes we really like the email portion of the show. Okay. Uh, And, you know, maybe there might be a little again, people are going to feel all guilty and you're going to think I'm talking to you. I'm not necessarily talking to you. I said you're not the only ones. I said you're not the first. I've heard it across the board. Uh, I've called out a couple of people for, but even though I called you out, that doesn't mean that you're alone because I've heard it across the board. It just so happens that I know you, so I'm going to give you a little crap for it. But people have been a little skippy, a little skippy with the belt and skippy, a little 15 here, a little 30 there, skipping around and getting right to the emails. Now, if you're guilty, you, like I said, don't feel bad. You're probably not alone. What should I do? Now, first of all, I think you should listen to the cruise news. This is my critique of the show. Yes, maybe it is a little bit long, despite none of, a lot of you say that it wasn't. Maybe it is a little long. Uh, you're probably like, this one's extra long because you haven't talked about a cruise ship yet. But th- what, I, what I'm trying to say is I could probably use, I could probably deal with shortening it a little bit. However, I think if you don't listen to the cruise news, I think you're underestimating it because I do try to put a little mix in a couple of stories there. If you if you're skipping the cruise news, don't don't skip. Give the cruise news a little bit of a try again because again, this is clearly not a conventional episode. When we do the next conventional episode, uh, see see if you know you may not care about the news stories, but you may care about some of the stuff I say around it or you know some of the commentary you know that goes on through it. So check out the cruise news. Uh, and I will say, you know what, maybe the main topics of the show. Now, guys, you got to give me a little credit. All you other cruise bloggers out there who you listen to the show and, you know, I mean, come on. This has been going on for a year straight. We're pushing 70 episodes now. You got to come up with a freaking main topic every single show. Not always the easiest thing to do, you know, and keep it kind of fresh and entertaining. I think we have. I do. You know, the hardcore cruisers, I think, really, really enjoy it. I think they do. But Maybe some of the peripheral listeners here and there may not be obsessed with a lot of the the main topic of the show. Let's just call it what it is. It's probably hit or miss. So what I may, what I would want to do is maybe shorten that a little bit and maybe kind of rough that up and kind of do a little bit of maybe creative stuff within that and maybe not even call it a main topic. Just kind of like, uh, I guess, maybe riff for 20 minutes or so like that. You know, there'll be a main topic sometimes. Maybe sometimes it'll be a reaction to an article like sometimes some of you guys request. Sometimes it will be a legitimate main topic, but maybe not necessarily feel like I got to, you know, do uh you know an hour and a half on coke okay you know what i mean maybe maybe i don't have to do that so uh maybe we'll shorten the main topic but here's where it's it, here's the rub you guys like the emails right you guys like the emails and 
I'll be honest with you guys. The emails are hit and miss. Sometimes I can't even read the, all the emails on, uh, for the week. Sometimes I try to squeeze them in, but sometimes there's too many. Sometimes I don't. And this stuff makes sense because when I listen to other people and look at other and watch other people and stuff like that, the main success from them and the main when, when it when it when it feels like it's uh, I guess organic. And guess, and I guess the most listenable periods of time to all these other shows are when there's interaction, when you know you guys are participating, and I'm reacting to you guys, you guys reacting back to me, or it, like I said, well, I guess the original thought was the other people in the space. You know what I mean? Whether it's whoever is out there, you guys know who you are already. Uh, when when you guys interact, it seems to the show seems to kind of go along and and kind of move. You know what I mean? It has a little bit more of a pulse to it. it has a little bit more life to it. Um, when there's, when there's other people, you know, but I can't do that without your email. So I'm going to ask you guys, if you guys are listening to this, please, if we want, if we really like the emails and maybe we want to elongate that portion of the show, or maybe make that the main part of the show, let's do that. I think that's a good idea, but on your end, I got to ask you, I got to solicit Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I need the emails. You guys know. Hopefully, I don't scare you away because sometimes I make fun of them. But when I do make fun of them, you got to realize it's all in good fun. We're family, and I'm just trying to entertain, and we're just trying to – I'm trying to entertain myself as well. You guys do entertain me sometimes with some of the stuff you write. Uh, yeah, and maybe I just chastise you for proofreading, <laughs> for not proofreading. I don't mean to do that either. I just try to, I just want to get through it as smooth as possible. So I don't want to have to stop and kind of go back. It's just better for everybody if, if, if it's proofread as much as possible, but if you don't get to it, whatever, I'm sorry. But long story short, if we like the emails, if you like the emails, then write freaking more emails. Let's make more of an email show out of this and we can do it. How, no matter how silly it is, no matter how funny it is, whatever, I actually, all right, so let's get into this now. The Always Be Booked travel agency is up and running. We've already got a couple of bookings done. We're getting there. Nothing crazy, nothing I'd be able to, you know, buy buy groceries off of yet. But at the same time, it's getting me some experience. And I appreciate the quotes that are coming in. And uh, I will continue to reach out and respond to you guys. And I will continue to tighten up that operation. I'm only going to get better at that, guys. So I'm pumped about this. And and the newest addition to that on that realm is I have a phone number. So you know what? Let's do this for now. You can leave me voicemails. Leave me voicemails for the show. And I'll read the voicemail. I'll, no, not read. I'll play your voicemail. If you guys want to do this, are you ready? You don't need a pen for this one, guys, for this phone number. Ready? 323-GETAWAY. I repeat, 323-GETAWAY. That is going to be the number that I'm going to use for the travel agency. But at the same time, it's also the number that you can call in if you want to get on the show. Please make sure you have a clear look at me with the instructions again. But I want to make sure it comes off clear. So leave a message. And and if it's playable over the air and not, you know, some psychopath stuff, feel free. I'll play it over the air. And if you want to quote, I'll get a quote because I'm not really going to answer this thing because what what I want is if it's travel agency related, I ask you clearly on the on the away message to leave your name, number, and a little bit of a brief description as to where you want to go and what you want to do. I can listen to that, do some research, and get right back to you. Nobody wastes any time. Perfect, right? I will call you back. I will email you back. Whatever you want to do, however you want to get to it, but uh, we will get back to you. But also, 323-GETAWAY. G-E-T-A-W-A-Y. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so hopefully 
you know, you guys can figure out how to work that. Uh, nobody's got a, well, even if you had a rotary phone, you could do that. But either way, uh, we have that going on right now. So we have an exciting week coming up. And really, when I say week, I mean a Wednesday. And uh, this Wednesday, just got the confirmation and got the boarding pass. Carnival Horizon is heading towards New York City. And uh, on the day of the naming ceremony, like I told you guys about uh, in the last show, we talked about with Queen Latifah doing a lip sync battle against the kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles. And there's a bunch of parties and naming ceremony in New York City. And uh, I will be attending that now. You know, and uh, it was a good little little help from our buddy Doug. Doug Parker pulled some strings, and uh, we're going to be on the ship, and it's going to be a full day. I think there's a media briefing and a luncheon at about eleven or twelve. We start boarding the ship at um, I think two or three, and then you're on the ship. You basically they're going to give you a fun times. There's going to be I I assume that you know you can free drinks, free food. I think I'm not sure. Whatever, I'll be happy. I'm happy to just be on the ship. There's a full evening of entertainment and enjoyable activities and like i said the fun times and you we could eat and then you'll be able to stay overnight on the ship so we'll be staying on the ship and i guess you gotta get the hell out of there at 8 a.m because they have a cruise to do and you know it's getaway day or whatever would you call it uh, turnover day so um you know uh carnival's giving me the boarding pass and uh that's probably uh i guess my first real i did that ship inspection as a travel agent but this is, will be my first media event pretty much as a you know i guess a member of the media whatever you say certain people will probably be like this is not a big deal but for me it's an absolute freaking huge huge opportunity i can't wait to get on that ship, take a look at this brand new gorgeous ship, uh, be a part of the naming ceremony, really, really take it all in. And mostly, what I'm most excited for is to get you guys some footage, get you guys some photos, give you guys a bird's eye view of what the Carnival Horizon, Carnival's newest ship, is going to look like. And uh, I'm happy to share it with you. Um, what else? What else? Uh this is some non-crew stuff. I guess I'll save that. I'll save that non-crew stuff for a little later. But I wanted to talk about my MTA commute. I wanted to talk about uh, a few other things. But I will get away from that for now. Let me go to uh, Facebook. Now, we talked a little while about me not being booked. And that is the truth. And we got to fix that. I, I clearly know that that has to be... Foot. I'm not practicing what I'm preaching by not being booked. So that has to get fixed. What I am going to do, and what I did do, was put it out to you guys. And I had two sailings that we were looking at. Now, I told you, remember when we went on the escape? We went with Stu and Chris and then uh, Hannah. And we met this amazing, amazing group of people. And uh, Stu really got along with them. So did I. But Stu has like really maintained a strong friendship with these people. They're planning on a cruise on the Carnival Horizon, coincidentally, in uh, sometime in September, I believe it is. I didn't see the huge value in that cruise. Um, I always look for value. I do have some casino offers on Carnival and a couple of casino offers on Royal Caribbean for select sailings. That is not one of them. And uh, so it was expensive. When I say I don't see value, I just, that means I'm freaking, it's out of my league expensive-wise. Not really out of my league, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to pay that much. That's the end of story. 
And the other thing is, is that it goes to the Southern Caribbean. Now, part of me really wants to go back to the Southern Caribbean because there's a mystique about it being around South America and Aruba is just gorgeous. And Curacao has that, you know, legendary, you know, panoramic view of those buildings when you come into port. Really, though, it was kind of a pedestrian itinerary for someone like me. So for those two reasons, I'm not necessarily looking to jump on that sailing. Now, I don't know. That might be falling apart. A couple of people can't do it. A couple of people don't want to do it for the same reasons I don't because of value. And uh, that might be a little bit of a mess. So what I'm trying to do, what we're not trying to do, we have a crew for this next cruise, and that is Chris. We have Nicole. Is gonna. She had a great time. She's going to make it back. Sony will probably end up on it, but Sony doesn't decide on where she's going on cruises until three days before the cruise. You know what I mean? This way she can book late and miss the ship and end up in meeting us in an island down there somewhere. Uh, that's just how she rolls. Uh, Mike from the Swingers Cruise, and we talked about the Upside Down Pineapples on the last episode. Guys, I don't, I'm sorry, no offense, I don't judge anybody, uh, but I don't live that lifestyle. Mike... If you're listening, you know, I'm really, really pumped to hear that you're going to be on this sailing, but when I play, I'm not playing with the pineapples. I'm not part of that lifestyle and I'm going to root you on, high five you all day. But, uh, you know, any of the uh, wacky, freaky shit that you're into, I'm probably going to sit out. Um, my other buddy, Mike, who is uh, a hometown kid, he's just been uh, every every sailing, Every sailing I go on, he asks me, when are you going to bring me on? What are you? This might be the one. Sounds like he might be on this one. So we may have a good five or six from our inter- from our crew right now. And then if this whole other sailing falls apart on the horizon, Stu and that crew may end up over on this sailing as well. But we don't even know what this sailing is yet. So we got we can't speak too soon on that. But what I did was reach out to you guys and I said, Cones, we need your help. Planning a cruise with the crew for this fall. We are stuck between a seven-night cruise on the Norwegian Escape out of New York City to Bermuda with two overnights there. Or a seven-night on the Carnival Magic out of Miami to San Juan, St. Thomas, Grand Turk, and St. Kitts. Pricing for everything. Now, we're including everything. When I say pricing for everything, you know how easy it is to cruise out of New York. Walk right over the place, walk right over to the terminal, or take a cab, whatever. It's right there versus Miami. You guys know I take the train. You got to get the hotel, all that stuff. I factored in everything. And the whole thing, price-wise, will be within $100 of each other. The Norwegian will be slightly more expensive because of uh, i'm sorry no the carnival will be slightly more expensive because of all the bells and whistles you got to go through the plane to the boat to the car to the food to the hotel to the train this and that so it's a little bit more but it's not enough it's within a hundred dollars so for purposes of i guess deciding we're going to call it a wash so i asked you guys to weigh in on it and here are some of the comments that you guys had and i'm going to react to them and let you know what i what i think I don't even know. I actually haven't even tallied it yet. So I'm going to do that now. I'm going to get a piece of paper and a pen. And I'm just going to get an overall tally to see what you guys think. Uh, and, and and that may or may not influence because the reasons are important too. All right. So Jennifer. Jennifer asks first, are you planning to get off the boat? 
or just bum around the pool. You know, you got to be careful, you know, because Marty's listening. And, you know, if he hears you say boat, he is the boat ship police. So, Jennifer, just future, there are some people out there. And, you know, I don't say anything. I do get the little goose pimples when you freaking say boat referring to a cruise ship. I don't correct you, but it's just me and you. Nobody's listening, but, you know, it is a ship. It's not a boat. So, Jennifer, uh, you said, uh, so you, I answered your question. I said, definitely planning on getting off the ship. We will likely destroy Bermuda. So that's part of the uh, feather in the cap of the Bermuda Norwegian cruise is that uh, we can get off the ship and experience an overnight, which I never had before. So Jennifer says, four ports in seven days is an awful lot. Now, I don't know what you meant by that, Jennifer. It sounds like maybe you think that's too much. I don't know why too many ports would be too much, but maybe you can maybe email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, and uh, let me know why. What, what are you thinking? Four ports in seven days is an awful lot. What do you expand on that a little bit if you don't mind? Some of you are just like, they give you descriptions. Some of you just are just uh, quick. All right, Ray. Ray weighs in. Personally, I'd go with Escape, as I've never done NCL and love New York Sailaways, but you wanted to try a dream class ship, so that sounds like a good chance too. P.S. What's cones? <laughs> All right, so Ray, you didn't really give an answer. So I have two people that weighed in, no answers yet. Juan stepped in, and I want to thank Juan because Juan uh, alerted Ray as to what a cone is. He says, all us schlubs who get in the way of the crew as they go about their jobs on the ship, uh, it's the car, it's the crew's term for the passengers. Yeah, the crew... I don't think it's on all ships, but on a lot of ships across the board, we are known as cones because, I mean, I don't knock this at all. You guys, some of you guys would take offense to this. No, you guys all have jobs, especially if you work with the public. You know what I mean? Certain, you know, there is that time when people irritate you and you're working seven days straight and all these freaking chubby Americans are floating around the ship just wanting, wanting, wanting. We want this. We want that. We want this. We want that. And screw it. It's not our right to do that. We pay for this cruise and I'm not knocking that either. But come on. You know these people working their asses off are going to kind of have a feel a little certain type of way about us here and there. You know, maybe not even all the time. So. They come up and, you know, we all have our ways to relieve stress on the job and we all have our names for certain customers and they happen to call us cones and cones comes from the term where, you know, if there's a cone that's in your way, you know what I mean? Like there's a street cone, you have to turn around it, you have to go around it, you have to try anything you can do to get around this cone and uh, they have various duties throughout the ship and they have to get from one end of the ship to the other for a meeting, for a different service, for a different area. Maybe they're working one side of the ship during the AM, one side of the just navigating through the ship. We are people that will get in their way. We'll ask them questions. We'll walk around aimlessly without looking. So we're basically a cone that's in their way for getting from one place to the other. And honestly, I think that's so human. I think that's so uh, refreshing, and I actually absolutely love it. I, that's why I re- endearingly refer to all of us as cones. And then I said allegedly. So, and then there's some more replies here. What else do we say here? Um, Becky says uh, tourists are called coneheads and fudgies in northern Michigan. Wait, northern Michigan has tourists? <laughs> Becky, I'm just kidding, but no, I'm really not kidding. I really am surprised to hear that Northern Michigan has tourists. And uh, I guess the reason why I'm surprised is because it culminates in the answer that you would actually call them fudgies. 
what's up with that, Becky? Let me know. And I just told you why we you were called cones on cruise ships. Uh, Coneheads. I'm not sure about that. Well, why? Where? What? What is the background for those terms? Coneheads and fudgies uh, for tourists. You, you, you know, the big tourist season in northern Michigan. There probably actually is. Um, uh, Chris weighs in, uh, as Chris usually does, uh, making completely no sense at all whatsoever. No idea. Just comes in with, and this is so Chris. He just writes, live stream from the buffet line every morning, 9 a.m. Um I'm not even going to ask Chris what the hell he's talking about. Just Chris just weighing in, being Chris, and saying something that has nothing to do with what anybody's talking about. But that's why we love Chris. Chris is going to be back on the show soon. He wants to do an in-studio, and I want him to do an in-studio because Chris is a awesome cruiser, an awesome guy, and he brings a lot of insight and knowledge to the show, as he's done before. We've had him on twice, and we're about to. Chris, what's up, buddy? Get ready. Let's start thinking about, let's start thinking of an angle to get you back on. All right, big, big contributor to the show, Juan weighs in. You mentioned in your last cast that you hadn't been to Bermuda. Plus, it has been a goal of yours to party all night island side. It's got to be NCL. Juan, all right, so NCL, Carnival, that's one for NCL, one. All right, Juan, you're right, and you, and, and there's, there's a counter to that, but what you just said, there's nothing... Um, it's nothing inaccurate with what you just said, but again, like you say those things, there are a couple of things on the carnival side that, you know, may or may not, I guess, sway it more or less and in the other direction too as well. All right, we're moving on to Derek. Derek says, I say go with NCL out of NYC. It is a convenient port for you on an awesome ship. Plus, I don't know if you've ever been to Bermuda. I'd like to hear an official port review of Bermuda as I've been hesitant to do a cruise there. I just don't know what it offers. Having first-hand experience of Bermuda would help your travel agency and expertise as well. Some really, really good points there, Derek. Um, So, yeah. So, first point is, yes, you haven't been there. So, yes, I should go there to let you know how it is. So, that's a strong point to go there. Um, You would like an official port review of Bermuda. Um, I don't know what it offers either. I don't necessarily hear or see anything totally exciting about Bermuda. But again, yes, you're right. Uh, I am travel agent now. And uh, just a cruise as a travel agent and as a cruise, what you want to call it, a pundit, I uh, I should be able to have been able to say that I've been there. And that would give me the opportunity to do that. So Derek votes for NCL. That's two for NCL and no for Carnival. Derek is not done yet. Also, if you go on the escape, try to get an interview with that awesome assistant cruise director on the escape you raved about. That would be great content for the podcast if you could secure that interview. Derek, you're right. Um, that is That was Dave. I heard he moved on, though. I'm not sure. I got to go back into that room. I'm sure somebody in one of the groups of the Norwegian or the Norwegian escape room uh, escape room, that's a whole different thing, but the on a Facebook group, the escape Facebook group, Probably somebody knows. I did throw it out there, and there were a couple of different answers because somebody said something about 
the cruise director, so I chimed in. What about the assistant cruise director? Never got my answer because people were throwing multiple Daves with multiple last names there. I heard, oh, Dave's off the cruise ship too. He's uh, living happily landlocked. Or I heard he got moved to the as a cruise director of the Pearl. I heard a few different things. I, I kind of want that answer. But, yeah, that is true. I would definitely love to secure an interview with that guy because that guy, I, got a, I have an absolute... Uh, I have zero doubt that that guy's not not hysterical. He's probably a great interview. The energy he brings to the table would be great. And Derek, that is a very very good idea. All right, moving on to Ken, Bermuda dude. Then let us know how what it's like being able to be in port for three days. Oh no no, Bermuda dude, that's my fault. Bermuda dude. Then let us know what it's like being able to be in port for three days is pretty cool. So that's three. Four. Bermuda. All right, I'm still going to, you know, like I said, I think that's a good point too. It's similar to uh, um, Juan's point. But, you know, it's interesting. Again, we'll get into some of the counteractings, counteracting things, then counteracting factors that get into why, you know, that is doesn't make it any less true. But like I said, there is a pendulum that goes the other way. All right, Jonathan says, I am on Bliss right now, and they're making me more loyal every day. Such a great ship and cruise line. I say go with Escape. Jonathan, you might be right, but you kind of got that, you know, breakaway plus class feeling right now. You know what I mean? You may be a little giddy because you're on that exact ship. You might be a little biased, but believe me, I know the feeling. I was the same way when I was on, uh, you know, when I was on the Escape myself. Uh, I love the escape. All right, so that's another one. That's four for Bermuda. This is this is looking like a. It's not even close here. Um, AJ AJ says I would vote for the Carnival Magic. Boom! Finally, the Carnival Magic breaks through with one. Uh, you might as well go back and visit some of your favorite islands. Just enjoy whatever cruise you guys choose. I mean. This can't give any better advice than that, AJ. I agree. And you guys know if you listen, and AJ seems to know that, you know, that itinerary is, is rock solid for me. No pun intended. You guys know uh, Rock City? Um, St. Thomas is known as, as the Rock or Rock City. Um, here's the king. The king weighs in. Marty, what's up, buddy? First question, uh, what what? WTF is a cone. <laughs> Marty, you should know that. Stop skipping. And I think if you're going to Bermuda too far into the fall, you take the risk of the water being too chilly. For myself, that's a deal breaker. I love my water sports, so for the fall so for the fall reason, and not to mention Grand Turk, St. Thomas, and St. Kitts, I say Miami. All right. So uh Miami. That's one for the magic. So magic coming back strong. Marty, I agree with you, but the thing is, I don't think we got a problem with that. I think in September 8th, I think we're good. September 8th, going down to Bermuda, I think you're in pretty good shape. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Um, big shout out to Marty. Marty, what's with the spiders, man? Stay away from those spiders. Uh, Marty got bit by a spider, but it looks like he's making a speedy recovery. Best wishes, brother. Uh, Chris, Chris says Bermuda, just says Bermuda. Uh, one of the places you haven't been and an overnight will be an experience in itself in it, in itself no peer running all right that's a good point um no peer running is that even true 
when you're right because it does leave in the morning so you know you're not going to necessarily get off the ship in the morning and then pier run back so i guess you're right there won't be any pier running but is that good i don't know i kind of like kind of like the pier running the other itinerary you get four nice fun stops where people are going to be trying to get it in while they're on shore and there's definitely no shortage of bars at any of those ports so whether it's us or whether we're up on deck 11 with the camera we get some good peer running uh, action in. Um, Chris, okay. All right, Sarah. Sarah says, that is tough. I really want to do Bermuda, but also want to try the Dream Class. Looking forward to hearing the review, whichever one you choose. Okay, so Sarah uh, gets me. No, I'm just kidding, Sarah. Sarah does not have an answer. She realizes that it's tough, and she's kind of in the same position I'm in. And the two things you mentioned, Sarah, are two of the reasons why it's such a difficult decision. So, all right, that's a draw. We didn't get anywhere on that one. We're still at 5-2 to two in favor of the Norwegian. All right, Julia Swanson says, uh, Tommy, uh, if I am remembering correctly, you had mentioned how you would like to stay overnight in the port. If you are planning to go in the early fall, it will probably be still warm enough for you to enjoy the weather in Bermuda. Also, you mentioned that the Escape is your favorite ship so far. Finally, it's super convenient for you to embark on the ship since you are near the port. I say go for the NCL cruise. The magic will be around for you to do that itinerary another time. Well, what do you mean another time? Why not this time? Um, Julia, you're right. There's nothing I could say. Uh, it is my favorite ship. As of right now, it's my favorite ship, and that is accurate. But I also like to increase and expand my ship portfolio, ships that I've been on. So... You know, that's a reason why I, I, I would and I've always wanted to do the dream class. And I think the dream class and, you know, that it's, it's going to be a home run. But, you know, I'm not going to have this is the beauty of it. This is like real first world problems here because, you know, you're not going to have a bad time either way. But, um you know, I agree with you. It's cool to sail out of New York. Oh, my God, though. I will say this, though. The uh, debarkation process is. Uh, in New York last time would might be a reason not to want to ever go through something like that again. I'm hoping that was an anomaly, but we'll see. I just hate lines in general. I hate waiting in lines. Did I mention I don't like lines? All right. So um, that's one for NCL. So we're at six to two. This is a, 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 a what would you say? Almost a route. Um, Chris weighs in. Well said. Exactly my thoughts. So Chris, uh chris decker agrees with julia now we're coming up on richard richard what's up buddy uh frequent contributor to the show and i uh we appreciate you richard how you doing man all right richard says magic and get everyone to get spa rooms will completely change the way you cruise we're gonna add this here for the magic so now we're at six three richard i've done it man i agree with you totally i love the spa the thermal package is just oof. It's one of the reasons I cruise. Really, you 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 get that thermal package, and it just becomes your routine. Whether you do it early when you wake up, or after you drink in the middle of the day, and do it like as a midday thing as well. Like when I say midday, I mean like six p.m. right before dinner, whatever. Uh, but for me, it's more on the wake up. You wake up, you go to the gym, you get a really good sweat going, you get a really good pump going, the blood's going, you feel good, you're at sea. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, you take a quick shower and then you have the Therapy pool. You chill out in that pool. It is a, um, I guess, basically like a regular pool-sized hot tub with loungers in there, bubbles going. It's hot tub. It just feels holistic. There's like some sort of sea salt and minerals in there that I don't know what the hell they do. I, I couldn't identify them, but just hearing it makes me, oh, yeah, this, this must be some minerals in this water. It feels great. But just the steam coming off and just kind of like, you know, sweating out last night's hangover. And you get out of there. You dry off. You hit the steam room. Oh, well, first you hit the saunas. There's like a couple of different saunas with different music playing and different aromas in the air. Just ultra, ultra relaxing. You feel the sweat. You're just drenched. The moisture is coming out of you. The toxins are coming out of you. Then a steam on the way out. And then when you're done with everything, what I do, and I think you're supposed to do this the opposite way. But then I just relax in what they call the thermal room. And the thermal room is kind of like it's got windows, but it's got these like loungers that are made out of like stone and tile that you could just kind of lay in. And it's also it's not it's it's not a steam. It's not a self-steamed room, but it's connected to this saunas to where in the steam room. So where like when the people come in and out, the steam kind of kisses the air a little bit in there. So it's beautiful. And uh, man, Richard is 100 percent right getting the getting the spot i'm not the massage guy i'm not letting you know these you know, some some guy from overseas rub me down and freaking put rocks on me and crap like that i'm not gonna do that i did get a shave i got a shave one <laughs> on my second cruise ever with Stu. i'm like oh i'm gonna get a nice shave i bet that would be nice you know what i mean because I, I wear like this weird beard that i try to like control and kind of like shape it in a certain way but sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't so i'm like let me get a professional relaxing shave on board this cruise ship that'll be a real treat for me i go on it's on the miracle so it's a sea day not a sea day a port day before we get off the ship to go to grand turk i lay down ready to get the shave she's like have you gotten a shave before no problem she pulls out a disposable racket a big razor and just gives me a shave regular shave Nothing that I could not have done. I guarantee it was probably one of the first three. It was almost like the painting excursion when I did the painting thing for 35 bucks, where you're going to learn how to paint from a professional and the woman gets up there, plays some music and says, whose first time is this? And I, we all say, yes, all of us. And she says, me too. And she doesn't even know how to paint either. But similar situation, whatever, you know, again, we're at sea. We ain't complaining, are we? All right. So that was uh, three for match. So we're at six, three. Uh, Jerome weighs in and says, Bermuda, enough said. That's it. No reasons, no nothing. Jerome is just telling you, Bermuda, enough said. All right, Cindy, thanks for writing in. Cindy, getting off the escape this morning. I have always been very loyal to NCL. Third time on the escape and a big difference from last October till now. Go out of Miami. So I guess she's saying something's wrong with the escape now. It wasn't as good as the last time. And she's saying go out of Miami. All right, so that's a carnival. Here we go. Cindy weighs in on carnival. All right, Gina Marie says magic. The itinerary is much better slash warmer. She's absolutely right. Look at carnival on a comeback. So we are at seven to five. Uh, Carnival versus Norwegian. Uh, Carnival having five, Norwegian having seven. Um, I agree with you, Gina. That's that's a huge thing, man. That itinerary. I know I've never been to Bermuda. I know I never did an overnight, but now we're getting into the pendulum and why it, it's overtaking it because that is a 
I mean, a beast of a port set up right there. I love me some Eastern Caribbean, and that is some real Eastern Caribbean shit right there. I just love the texture to the land. You could look over. You could see some mountains. And, uh, yeah, there's no. While you feel pretty good about Bermuda being the weather being pretty good, you ain't going to have any issues. You know you're not going to have issues with the warm weather in that time of year in the Eastern Caribbean. All right. Angela Henry simply says magic. No explanation. No nothing. Just magic. Thank you, Angela. Uh, Christian Vincent. Magic. Period. Loved it. Whoa. All right. We are at a tie, ladies and gentlemen. This is a tie. Now, I'm noticing the magic people are not very descriptive, I guess. I don't know if that means anything or not, but maybe it's just because they're that sure uh, that it's got to be the magic. But we are at a dead heat right now. Christian got us up to a tie. All right. Joseph McKenzie. He says, Bermuda, you can have fun all night and not have to worry about the ship leaving. Joseph, that is a big, big reason, and it's something we're giving serious thought to, and it's absolutely a reason that I, that we may end up doing that, and uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned. But thank you, Joseph, for uh, checking in. Oh, look who Chris is back, my cruise buddy Chris uh, Sancocho. Uh, he just put a meme, meme up there, just being Chris again, I guess, and it's just a picture of... I don't know who that is, but he's saying he's kind of like pointing to his mind as if he kind of realized something ingeniously. And the meme says, can't peer run if the ship don't leave. Hmm. Something to think about. Got four likes too on the comment. Nice job, Chris. You cannot. And you're right. You can't peer run if the ship doesn't leave. But unfortunately, the ship eventually does leave. But we'll be in bed for that. All right. Desi says bermuda one word just bermuda Kristen weighs in said i would say the magic you haven't been on a dream class ship yet so you can see if you like it Kristen again that's like the 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 apples to oranges you know what i mean like the i haven't been on a dream class ship and that's one thing i want to do but i also haven't been to bermuda that's the one thing i want to do it's just a matter of which is going to which priority is going to hold more weight but Kristen is keeping this going with a dead heat we are at eight to eight ladies and gentlemen um all right so then we have chris back again chris is going to be on the sailing so no offense to anybody else his opinion is going to hold a lot more weight if chris i can tell you right now chris sancocho if you're out there and you want to he's saying it right now bermuda chris has spoken so chris has weighed in on bermuda now chris if you decide we're going to bermuda we're going to Bermuda. That's it. You just decide it. But, you know, you say you don't care. We're in a text. We're in a four-way text. And you keep saying you don't care. I know you're a Norwegian fan. I know Chris's main reason for not wanting to be on this carnival ship is simply because carnival caps you at 15 drinks. And it's a damn good reason. Uh, but I feel like there's ways around that. I definitely think I've sailed on a lot of carnival ships and gotten a lot of drink packages on carnival. I would say out of maybe 40 nights at sea with the drink package, it's been a little bit of a real inconvenience, maybe twice. And you know what? Those are nights that I didn't even really prepare for it. I think there's ways to prepare for it. You know, we can talk about them at some point. You could do, you could do whatever, like you can get booze on board if you want to. That's A, and get yourself a good head start on a regular basis. You can get booze on port 
uh, at some of the ports as well if you if you want to do that. And you can also buy a bottle. You can we can get a bottle of Goose in the Bon Voyage package and add another hundred hundred and twenty bucks, what sixty bucks each to the bill, and uh, have a bottle and, and warm us up. So there is ways around it. And then uh, Gina, my buddy Gina, is one of the one of the people that we were talking about before. Uh, one of the great great groups of people one of the people in the group that we met on the last escape cruise that we all still stay in touch with and uh that group is trying to do the horizon and she says what about the horizon and then me and her went a little bit back and forth about that because she's not 100 percent in on that she's um her her boyfriend now uh, is is chris not sancocho chris another chris uh but they're debating on whether to stay on their cruise that they currently have booked which is a little bit of a family cruise, or maybe get on this uh, Horizon cruise that Stu is trying to push with everybody else. And then uh, Brandy weighs in. Are you kidding me? Is this real? Brandy weighs in and says one word, magic. <sighs> this is it, huh? Guys, all right, we got to step back in, guys. On the Always Be Booked cruisers lounge on facebook i need you to go back in and we got to continue this we're going into overtime ladies and gentlemen this is nine to nine so and again don't just leave the one word leave the uh you know leave leave the leave the reasons why and i could tell you right now you know it's, it's a dead heat because norwegian what do they have they have the unlimited drink package they have the convenience of being in new york so you only have to just go there and it has the fact that it has my favorite all-time cruise ship ever. It has the fact that I have not been to Bermuda. And the fact that I've never done an overnight. Carnival has you know, the fact that I just love Carnival in general. It also has the fact that it's a ship that I've never been on. A dream class ship that I've always been wanting to go on but never have. It also has the fact that it is um, uh, probably... If if I could draw up an an itinerary as as uh, it may not be a place that I haven't gone to, but it's four places that I absolutely know I am passionate about. I love the itinerary. Uh, you know the weather will probably be definitely if there's a little bit of a skepticism with the weather in Bermuda, there will not be in Carnival, and um, with Carnival also what else was it? There was another one. Dream class. Um, oh, you get a, you know, you got to pay for it, but you get a night in Miami. You know what I mean? You'll be in Miami for a night. You'll be out of town. Your vacation will start the night before and you'll have a fun night out in the city of Miami, South Beach, wherever. Maybe I'll check out, you know, <laughs> Pitbull spot and uh, you have an opportunity there to do that. So it's a real, real neck and neck thing. And I think the most, the biggest thing, which has, and I'll be honest with you guys right now, I haven't made a decision. I know Nicole's heading in a certain way. And again, like I said, if Chris or anybody on this cruise ship, it all takes one person to say, I want to do this, and this is what I would do. I'm not on the fence about it. I would go with it. But if you're asking me, I'm leaning towards the carnival out of all things because of that badass itinerary. I want that itinerary kind of right. I just want, I know I'm going to be foregoing the overnight. I'll be honest too. I looked around in Bermuda, I did some YouTube stuff. There's nothing Bermuda's not blowing you away. There's no must-dos in Bermuda. It's beautiful, right? You guys will all tell me how beautiful it is and how enjoyable it is. But is there a must-do in Bermuda? 
Help me out, guys. We're in southern death here. Listen to this. Go back into the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge, and please, we got to break this tie. And uh, I guess that's about it. Um, Oh, I'll give you a couple stories now. Uh, First and foremost, I wanted to, the show's over from cruising, so if, if you want to keep if you, if you hate anything when i don't talk about cruising feel free to turn it off now what i will say is you know i'm back in the city now for a good five five six months now was at the exit irish exit for a little while on 50th 53rd and 52nd third and that was a walking thing i could walk there i could take a short cab ride i could ride my bike there now where i work same block same i'm same avenue i'm still on second avenue but now i'm on 80th so that's like at least twice it's more than twice like two and a half times the distance so what i did was i started taking the bus and uh i don't know what you guys think about this and i may again we're being real today's a real we stripped down today man right we showed you some sides here i um if you guys want to judge this i I hopefully you don't because you'll you'll hear me out uh Again, it's a New Yorker personality too. You guys know what the Metro card is. Metro card is what replaced the tokens from way, way back. You buy a card and it has a certain amount of value on it and you take whatever transportation, whether it's the MTA, whether it's the uh, subway or the bus, um, and you can you know use it until it runs out and then you got to refill your Metro card. That was always the what I knew about it. Now, I guess in the last couple of years, I don't know how long it's been going on because I just never knew about it. They added on the bus system, they added what is the select bus. And this is not the regular bus, which stops every three or four blocks. This is the select bus, which stops about every 10 to 11 blocks. Now, your Metro card, your standard Metro card does not work on this bus. So every single stop that they have one of these select buses at, they have a kiosk where you can put your metro card in and they will charge you not the th- whatever it is the um 275 or whatever it is for the regular ride they will charge you i think close to four dollars like maybe 375 and then you to put your then they will deduct that from your metro card account and then spit out a ticket to you and then with this ticket you can get on the select bus so that's that's the setup so i start doing this I buy, I buy the ticket and I try to get on the bus. You can't put your Metro card now. The normal buses, you just put your Metro card into the bus, like right next to the driver. And it tells you you're good to go. No problem. Sit down, have a seat. With this thing, there is the, the, the select bus don't have that because you can't use your Metro card. You need this little slip that you buy at the bus stop. The, the driver does not give a crap that I have this thing on me. He doesn't even look at it. And, uh, so like i tried the first three times i try to show it to him he's like you should sit down i don't care so i buy this thing and i go and sit down and i just you know one day at the bus stop i asked a girl that was standing there because she seemed to you know whatever i was like so i get this slip all the time and they don't check it she's like no they don't check it i'm like they don't check it i'm like so why does anybody buy it and she's like well i guess you know sometimes maybe once in a blue moon you're in danger of um you know somebody doing a random check and like you'll be at a bus stop and maybe like four or five agents will get on the bus and just check everybody to make sure that they have the slip. Now, I don't know the frequency of how often that happens, but I can tell you that I've taken this thing and bought this ticket probably about 12 times. And it never sees the light of day. I buy this ticket. I sit down. 
and it never sees the light of day. Now, I consider myself a pretty honest guy, and I have no problem paying my Metro card and paying for my bus ride. But I don't know if it's the New Yorker. I don't know if it's the Pride thing, but there's only so many times I could just piss away $4 and you're not even going to check. And it makes me feel like I'm a jerk off. Like, I'm a, what am I doing? I'm going to get on this bus. I'm going to buy this ticket for $4 more than a normal ride. I'm going to put it in my pocket. You're never going to check. And then I'm just going to be stuck with this ticket that nobody ever looked at. It's like, you're making a jerk off out of me. Like, I don't, I don't, it's an insult <laughs> to not to, not to take my ticket. So I don't know, last seven or eight times I've been on the bus, I haven't bought one. So it's like, I don't know. I have no problem paying my fare, but something about pissing away this $4, putting it in my pocket, having it never see the light of day, and then going to my, makes me feel like a fuddy-duddy or whatever you want to call it, just like a, a, a doofus for, you know, haha, you know, you're going to just be a robot, go pay your money, you know, it's good, and it relates to like um, CVS, I went into, for the first time ever, you know, I know these automated checkouts are com- becoming more popular, and uh, you know, you don't have to they don't want to pay people to work the registers anymore. And they're putting these things where you could do a self checkout or whatever. And I've seen those, but usually there's someone for the first time last week, I went into a CVS at about 1am. I got an orange juice. I got a diet Coke. I got a wrap, a Turkey wrap, whatever it was. And maybe a, I think like a Greek yogurt or something. And I just did a little shopping, walked around and it was late. Granted it was late. I don't know where these people, were. I could tell you right now, I walked into a CVS Spent about five minutes shopping for what I needed. Went to the checkout, spent the money, put it in the bag, checked out, walked out without seeing a human being with a pulse. Now, I'm not saying that's not that's different. Now, you can't do that. You can't. I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't steal. I wouldn't do that. But even if you could, no, because alarms would go off and this and that. They're scanned. The things are scanned and stuff. I'm just saying it's crazy how lazy the public has become with i guess collect how how automated of a society we've become i don't know if it's lazy it's just maybe it's more efficient but i know for a fact come on that people are not paying for that stupid bus now we can guarantee based on this conversation that we had and i just kind of maybe sort of like uh shared that with you and maybe if you want to even use the word gloated about it a little bit and it's not what i was doing though it's just more like like i really feel that way like you feel i really feel like you're make i'm not going to be the jerk off that just like a dummy buys the four dollar thing and you're never going to check no you deserve a little bit of a turnstile hopping if you're never going to check and i'm sure again within the next couple of days I'm going to get the freaking visit from the agent, and that's going to be... Now, if I get to 30, what is it? So it's four bucks. How many do I have to get? Like 30-something trips. If I get to 30-something trips and then get the $100 violation that I heard it is, it'll it'll break even. You know what I mean? But if I get it before, it, will be, it won't be even. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm wrong for that? I Clearly, I guess I am. You know what I mean? I guess I am, but really... Just go to the kiosk like a robot, piss away the $4, get on the bus, put the ticket in my pocket. Nobody ever checks it. Get off, throw the ticket away that never sees the light of day. Should I be doing that? I mean, I guess that's the honest way to do it, right? Or do you guys, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think the judgment call on that is? Am I... Am I, am I doing the wrong thing? I don't like to do the wrong thing, but I don't know. I just feel I just feel a little dumb paying for it when they don't check it ever. 
Let me know what you think. All right, that's it for the show. I'm rambling like a nut job for this, uh, which is supposed to be just a cruise flash. But guys, Eric Church, man, any other songs you want to let me list a couple like Jesus does. Um, I'll say over when it's over Talladega uh, um, guys like me um, creeping smoke a little smoke. Those are the more of the hits uh lightning is a great one those i love the most carolina there's a ton of just get into eric church man if you, you, you he it's true man the house said it correctly and it's crazy because you know it's just concisely verbalizing things isn't something i'm so great at but he just when he said that and i put those headphones on on that bus and he says you put that album on and it'll make you feel every emotion a man can feel and i was like that's that's all i need to hear i'm gonna try this guy out and then slowly and surely man he's got a song called two pink lines it's about uh you know a guy thinks he's got a he got his girl pregnant um and that's about it so uh tommy at alwaysbebooked.com remember what we said we want to make emails more of a part of the show than they already are so we can elongate that segment and maybe trim down the main topic for the show segment uh always be booked on instagram we're still doing the, doing our thing on the Instagram, despite the fact that they changed those damn algorithms. We'll get through it, though. Uh, iTunes, please subscribe. Somebody said last week that they only played a half, and they were right. They only put a half hour of the show on Spotify. I don't know how to even attack that. I don't even know how to get I'll check out this episode. If they only put a half hour up again, maybe I'll start banging down some doors, see where it is. But the show is on iTunes. The show is on um, Spotify. The show is on Podomatic, the show is also on an app I found called Podbean. Uh, I'm sure it's on a bunch of others that just kind of encompass everything. Um, and then what else? If you could rate and review, as usual. And uh, if you guys want to take any trips, you guys want to go on in some cruises, like I say over and over again, I will not be the most polished travel agent you've ever had. But I will f- search far and wide, high and low, for the best deal you could possibly get and then i'll be with you the whole step of the way through to make sure that i will give you my personal experience on all the excursions and all the ships and this and that so again i thank you guys for listening so much tommy at alwaysbebroke.com we will talk to you guys soon you know what let's take it out with one more from the man from the chief Eric Church. This one is called The Knives of New. Now, this is a great song. Let me set it up. I can't help myself. This guy's just on the run. He did something. You don't know what he did. He did something bad. Who knows what he did, but he's on the run. He's in New Orleans. He's in, you know, he's in this city that uh, it's a city of sinners, and he just made a big sin. And uh, he did what he did, and he can't take back what he did. But this is his night trying to get away from whoever and trying to figure out what's going on in his head, what's going on in his world, and what are going to be the repercussions from what he did on this night in the Crescent City. Yeah, I give this last ring of daughter in my pocket that iron with a hammer and vice. If I could undo some things and grow me some wings, fly out of this quarter tonight. 
by your hazel eyes in a crescent city dream one wrong turn on bourbon cuts like the knives of new orleans how do you write that who who writes that Good night, Cones. Boat drinks.